0: Hello everyone, I'm Ilinka, your host, and this is Make It Count. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are going to talk about new things. It's a new year, there are new vibrations, new experiences to be had, and new challenges that we can choose to take on or not. So, after this, we are going to Get started. Well, howdy, how do you do, people? Ha! Huh, what a beautiful song. John Mayer, slow dancing in a burning room. That was very, very inspiring as music. For me, what the music says is something completely different from what the words say. I don't know why it was created that way, because it's supposed to be a very sensual, very sexy song, at least this is the vibe that I feel when I listen to it, but somehow the words are not very sexy at all, so it kind of sends mixed messages, but anyway, I really love this song for the quality of the instrumental part and that is the inspiring part of of this song so i felt that it was a very very good song to start this episode with because the energies right now are kind of the same in the way that we we get mixed messages, and when we interact with people, we get mixed messages as well. We want in, but we are not completely committed. We are interested, but we're not to- totally present, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's very, very confusing. And this song is <laughs> profoundly confusing if you listen to the words uh you get a message if you listen to the music you get another message and when you put that together it's kind of uh i don't know what to make out of this song it's the same with the energies and how people interact uh at the present moment so i don't know yet what is going on you know it's not even necessary to know everything that is going on because that would probably jumpstart a thinking process uh, that is going to be never-ending, very tiring, all-consuming. And rather than to get all consumed with things that we cannot um, deal with, we are not supposed to handle, are not really in the realm of our possibilities or capabilities we should stick with what we we know and what we do best and try to be as coherent if possible mostly for the people that are giving speeches that are going live that are uh, communicating with others teaching and and so on it's a very funky energy we have ups and downs very fast shifts from being very energized to feeling very tired and at the same time this comes with our actions we feel like talking like engaging like communicating like we have a lot of things to offer we want to share a lot, and at the same time, we are not in sync with each other so much, because this happens at a universal level, but also at an individual level. So everybody goes through whatever they are going through at their own speed, at their own pace, According to their uh, own daily schedule and also with their own perception and whatever they feel like engaging in. And so it feels like it's not a very smooth sail when it comes to collaborations. We have peaks moments when we do great if we find ourselves together on top of such a wave everything goes perfectly smoothly and everything is so connected so aligned and at other times we feel like we are speaking the same thing we are singing the same song but interpreting it in a very different way According to our vibes, and so our vibes are not synchronized, and that creates a lag for lack of a better word boy, this week was a learning experience altogether, or bunch of learning experiences. I learned a lot of things, of course, and I took some notes because, hey, what's the point in learning so many things if we cannot share them? So let's share. The first thing that I learned about myself is that I love structure as much As I like to go with the flow. I don't know in how. Let's say what measures. I love each. But. Just for the fun of it. I will say I love them in equal measure. I also like to be a part of a community. That respects the agreed upon rules. Individually and collectively. I really feel better if everybody goes with the flow and already has an innate sense of respect and uh, responsibility and awareness in everything that they do and how they interact with each other. But if people cannot self-regulate in order to create a stable, vital, thriving environment, then rules must be created. Again, I know that many people would like to have no rules and think that freedom is about no rules, no boundaries. But there are healthy boundaries that allow us to look... Inside and take more time to become self-aware, aware of our feelings, of our emotions, of the state of our body, our mind. It's very, very important to have a personal space. So there are boundaries that we need to have in order to exist in harmony, because if we don't have boundaries, then chaos arises. And humankind hasn't mastered that challenge yet. They are still trying somehow to find a type of regulation of the collective without having um, rules that they cannot agree upon so we have been at this for a long time and still here we are still going through the same stuff it makes you wonder why it has taken us so long to go on and on and on and still not find answers To very pressing issues, very important matters, like how can we interact with each other in respect, in compassion, in love, in awareness, and all the right beautiful things that we believe in. Why can't we? manifest that? Why are we still doing all that we have been doing already when we already know that we want something else? And how do we make that something else work for everybody? Because it's pointless if it works only for you. That means that you're selfish It works for you, but everybody else has to submit to the rules that you like, you enjoy, but they don't. So it's very, very important to ask ourselves, why haven't we mastered yet this lesson of how to interact harmoniously with each other at every time? anywhere and everywhere we go why is it taking so much and so long for people to find harmony and alignment so that they can interact fluidly effortlessly with each other and it goes as much for the collectives the big collectives the nations As for the small collectives, little groups, there is always something there to, you know, ah, there's there's a little glitch in the system, a little whatever that somehow matters a lot and creates a whole thing out of nothing. Why does that happen? Can you meditate on that? Can you ask yourselves why this is happening? Can you envision a situation where people can actually get together, commit to being together, enjoy being together, being as natural, as open, as magnificent beings as they can be without having any kind of restraints, without heavy, uh, having any kind of police type energy around them. Can you imagine a world where there is no leader, everybody's managing on their own? I don't know how that works, really. Because Even animals have a leader, but their interactions are so much more fluid, so much clearer than the human interactions. Humans are so very complex, and people blame it on the mind, the mindsets, the programming, everything you know. But we grew together. As different species. Some have kept to their own type of functioning. The natural one, they went with how things have been always. Like uh, a pack of of lions or uh, elephants... But humans have made it complicated. Different rules, different places, different nations, different countries, different religions, different everything. The rules change and have been adapted to um, societies differently. And still we are all here on this planet. So what can we do to actually manage to have a group of people, I don't know, 20, 30 people in a collectivity that live in harmony, self-regulating, being self-aware and aware of the others and connected at all times and functioning in a very natural way where each person completes the other without crossing any type of of boundaries, any kind of uh, infringement on, on the other's personal, intimate space. Something very beautiful, very fluid, effortless, and still organic. Can we do that? Is it possible? Do you know of such a community that goes through this experience already? And if you do, well, let's take a look at that community. How do they work? How does it go? What do we have to do in order to be that? Having, you know, the best interest of the collectivity at heart and also respecting every single individual. So the whole and the parts feel as much respected uh, and supported and safe together and separately inside of this community? Is it possible or is it not possible yet? Do we need to pay uh, a ticket of, I don't know, $500 to $1,000 to enter a select group of people that will commune for a few hours? Can we last more? Can we do this for a weekend? Can we do this for a week or for a month? Is it the money that keeps us together, the knowing that we are going to get something out of it? Or... What is it? What's the perfect blend that keeps people together? Is it the money plus the common interests plus uh, the respect of each other? Is it pure love, respect of each other and common ideals? Is it business or is it pleasure? Can we both have business and pleasure? Can we also go out of such an experience with the pockets filled with money and also a very spiritual, uplifting experience with um, a group, a community? Can we have... ...something like this long-term? What makes it possible to have such a thing for a long-term? And what do you think that makes it... ...rather... ...less likely to happen... ...on a long-term basis? Do you see, um, through what I explained, any red flags... Because I can see a few red flags. So can we be um, all that only for a very limited amount of time? Only on our own um, rules and terms? Only when we have control over the situation or can we let go of our personal control in order to have a collective powerful union that becomes like a very strong functional unit that that works towards something completely new. And in order to have that what are the requirements? What does it take to have such a collective? And what can we do for that collective to function on a long term basis? How can we ground such a type of human collective? project into becoming not a project but a reality, a functional viable reality that is a standard, uh, um, a revolutionary standard, a a revolutionary model of a new type of human interaction, human society uh, and so forth. So what does it take for us to stop talking so much and start doing something, trying something new, trying to test the waters to see where we are at in terms of interacting with other people, being on the same wavelength for a longer period of time. How do we manage to be spiritually married to each other? as humans, with all that human beings represent and are characterized with, what makes humans, humans. Think about that. It's a very, very dense cake to chew, but once you get the hang of it, that Keeps you wondering, and it is called food for thought. Something else that I learned for the present moment is that when things are decided in a joint venture, I appreciate committing to that and not changing the data last minute. I really like to be able to rely and have the confidence and the comfort of knowing that Once something is set in motion, all the actors will do their best to um, commit to the project at hand. It is very important uh, in order to create something long-lasting to know that everybody who chose to get into something will commit, will own their part and will be people that you can rely on. I myself am such a person, and because I am so good at that, because I worked on that, I enjoy, you know, collaborating with people that are the same, focused, inspired, committed, in therefore the long term until the project is finished and then we can discuss and agree to go on or to change paths. So it's like a marriage for the purpose of achieving something. It's committing to an agreement having um, gentleman gentleman agreement, if you want, a contract for a period of time, if you want to see this in a linear form, or for the duration of said project. So for me, it is very important that people like me are... Contributing and joining forces into creating something. Because if I commit and somebody else doesn't, when you arrive at said place and time in order to start working on whatever it is that you planned on working, you will have one person missing from the equation It doesn't mean that you cannot do it by yourself or you cannot do it without um, that person and, you know, join forces with the rest of the people that chose to collaborate, to commit to that. But when you plan something for um, a certain number of people to do, everyone brings in their energy, their wisdom, their knowledge etc so it is very very important to know that when you start something you can count on on people to to do what they say that they do it is very important in in life in general for for the society for the collective if everybody does their part and of course some People will say that everybody does their part anyway because they are doing exactly what they are meant to do when they are meant to do it. But hey, we have also this beautiful thing that is called freedom of choice. So because we have the free will We really have to commit to something that's how you state that your free will has chosen to be a part of this project and is there to do what you have subscribed to do, if that makes any sense so there is a lot of universal laws there are a lot of universal laws that allow us to have a lot of of freedom and at the same time are kind of regulating the whole energetic interactions in the whole universe including our planet, including humans and all living beings, but we have the free will that kind of gives us something more to work with, but at the same time is holding us accountable for our choices. It's a very interesting thing to. Think of and to meditate on. How do we follow our free will, considering that the universe has already an energy, a vibration in motion that can and will affect everyone, and at the same time respect? every single other human being with their own free will and their own way to process the energies of the universe. It's a very complex thing because we all are stirred in our journey by a lot of energies, the universal energies, the celestial energy the divine energy that is our soul, the energies of the others that are participating into creating different momentums and Mother Gaia's energy, the planet, every living being, every element that has energy at its core So we are interacting with a lot of things if we have to start making a list of all the things that we are interacting with consciously or subconsciously. Our free will becomes somewhat limited by the whole array of other energies that affect us without asking us if we want to be affected or not, if we want to be affected by um, the full moon or not, if we want to be affected by the um, meteor conditions, if we want to be affected or not by other people's moods and state of being. So there is rather large part of everything that is around us that we cannot actually exercise our free will upon. We can influence with our own energy the sum total of energies that are at play But what happens is that sometimes, no matter how much you want, how much your free will says, I want to create something, there are other energies to consider. So in order for something to work collectively, Participants, the members of the collective, have to all be in sync and aligned and agree from their heart space and from their free will to commit to the same project indefinitely or for a long period of time. Can we do that? I think that we can do it because many collectives have done this along the way. You know, many, many collectives have joined forces into creating something. But they either created um, bits and pieces that became a puzzle and became a stunted Uh, reality, or that type of reality did not last for as perfect as it seemed initially something that was not envisioned came along and basically there was nothing that they could do, no matter how, how much they were invested in that. So these are are questions that I ask myself and things that are important and all started with the commitment thing. Yes, on a very physical 3D, as you would say it, type of interaction, human interaction, there is a lot of... Free uh, will available. The 3D society is not very much affected by everything else that is not individual free will summed up as a collective of free wills. They don't really care about The full moon, or whatever else, can impact the 3D society. That is a very interesting society in itself because they are committed to participate willingly or. Unwillingly, consciously or uh, subconsciously, they're committed into participating to the 3D societies that they may like or dislike. But no matter what happens outside of 3D, they don't feel very concerned with, with that. So there's something to think about. Why are the um, strikers, aka the people who, um, chose to elevate to another level of consciousness, to another vibrational level, why don't they um, find the same type of freedom? What kind of freedom is the freedom of the awakened? And what is the freedom of the ones who choose to give a part of their freedom to the society that governs them in order to be able to be Using as much as possible of the remaining um, freedom, the remaining freedom um, in order to do whatever they want to do with that. So, we have on one hand a society that already exists, a society where people are less conscious about everything that there is around them. But they are content with the limited information, the limited awareness. They're just fine going um, on and on and on with what they're doing. They don't feel compelled to change or they don't feel compelled to commit to change if they feel the need to change. Because if they would feel compelled to commit to change, they would actually be awake. So we have this society on one hand, which is just fine giving a part of the freedom to a system that governs them, that regulates them. And do the best that they can with whatever is remaining. Unfortunately, from my perspective, the remaining uh, the remaining freedom is getting smaller and smaller and smaller uh, with every year that goes by. So that's not very promising. Let's say, for example, How much free time does a working adult have on their hands? Not much. Spending hours to go from home to work and vice versa. Plus the hours that they stay at work plus the hour where they can't do much but eat and go to the toilet that is the lunch break. Then they arrive home exhausted, completely spent, and they have to do chores. Make food, clean whatever needs to be cleaned, prepare um, for the next day. Maybe watch something on TV and go to sleep. And that's it. And that is if that working adult doesn't have a family. Because if you have a family, you need to take care of the children. You need to take care of the spouse. You need to share the chores. There are much more chores to to have when there is a family. So many people choose to not have a family because... What's the point if I don't have time even to to take a breath and become aware of what's going on with me and how completely disconnected I am from myself because I became a robot. So, basically, people go with that because they are not aware that they can actually do something to change The current conditions in which they are living. They try to fight for small victories, but it doesn't bring in um quick enough change, if ever. So that is the 3D society where people are happy blissfully happy in their uh, ignorance or they are completely miserable but they are not aware that they can do something about it. Then comes the awakening. How do we awaken? Well, when we have enough of what we see and what we live in, we don't like anything, we don't resonate with anything that makes the society in which we're living in what it is. And it starts with seeing that there are some things that don't work here and there, and it goes on and on and on, and out of the blue you have the dark night of the soul where your friends are not your friends anymore, the job is not what it was, or you're not working there anymore because you had to quit, or you... God forbid you got um dismissed from your professional activities in in that particular company, and then there are partners there are partners, but it's nice to be with someone, but if there is no no real essence, no real authenticity um Involved well, that doesn't work either, because you see that every day everywhere, so you don't want that at home, and so basically you whatever you thought your life was, the picture that you you saw in front of you, the world that you thought was the world where you were stuck in falls apart, and then a new brave world arrives. A world where you suffer because you're confused. You don't know what is going on. How do other people still live blissfully happy in their ignorance? Others are suffering terribly as you may be suffering as well. And out of the blue from time to time comes a person that is neither here or there. Someone that feels better working on their own, in their own little system, trying to co-create with others, trying to create a new type of society, a new type of interaction among human. And you feel like, where did this person come from? did they come from the future are they completely delusional is this really working can it work is it worth it for me to invest myself in that what if it doesn't work what do i have to lose and you're you feel stuck because you don't know exactly what is what you don't know you never know there, there is nothing no rules, no um, basically no rules. nothing to to ground yourself on but your true self. to ground yourself, search within the force, the strength to to go within, know who you are know that you are here on earth to do something to change something because if the former system that didn't work for you that means that you have to participate to a new new system that you are about to create or you are creating merely by the fact that you stepped out of that system. And was it your choice? Was it conscious? Was it subconscious? Was it completely unconscious? How did it happen? Did you make a contract in another plane of existence? Or you simply stumble upon something because everything in your life just broke down and you didn't have any choice but to... Believe in this or completely go crazy, completely lose your marbles. So, these are the questions that people are asking themselves. And to be honest, there's no way uh, around that, you cannot go around that. The only thing is to say, Hey, I'm going through this. What's going on with you? Hey, I'm going through this as well. How do you see it? Well, I see. This and this and this. This is happening. Well, blimey hell, me too. And so, basically, you are forced by an external force that we would call universe to connect with these people, these other people that are going through the same thing. So, a new society is creating itself in an organic way. But many of those people do not know what's next. Many of those people do not know how they are supposed to function together. They do not know how to forget everything that they learned about the 3D type of society and move into a society that allows them to be free, to be happy, to be joyful, to basically get whatever they didn't get in that society that they left and how to make this work globally never mind, forget that and so the only option is to go within, trust yourself your own power, love yourself appreciate what you are, who you are know, really know who you are and what you are doing and what you are about and finally connect with other people that are at the same stage. Because if you finally found the the power to ground yourself within yourself and to connect to this planet on which you are living, I don't know. If you want to get your faith tested over and over again by people that are not there yet. Because it makes you raw. All all this process makes you raw. It makes you extremely raw, extremely vulnerable, extremely sensitive, extremely open, extremely sincere and authentic. And you go out there thinking, believing, trusting that there will be at least one soul that will answer your call and will be on the same wavelength. But how many other lost souls, lost in transition or lost in translation, are there before you get to that other soul and that other soul and that other soul and then you start coming back online shining your light together connecting the dots, lighting up the grid creating a new society the society that we started a while ago as a humanity, as a collective talking about is there an easier way to connect without um, blocking ourselves from achieving that in a smoother, effortless and painless way. I bet there is, because everything is possible. But how do we step away from... the middle of the road, how do we uh, step aside from our own way, and these are questions that allow us to work on ourselves and see what parts of us are still blocking that evolution, and we do the shadow work and we do everything that is said to be done in order to grow up in in a more profound way you know transform from a uh, completely ignorant stagnant um type of human being to a uh, an enlightened aware human being that creates something functional and so much better than everything that they were thrown out from. Because even if our souls have chosen to get out of an experience and move forward into another experience of humanity, the humans. the vessels that hold that soul energy were not aware not uh, on a conscious level that something was completely going to to overwhelm them and reverse and destabilize everything and shake from the ground everything that they believed was real So there is a shock here. We don't have to heal only from our traumatic events the pains of the um, past bruises that we had to endure which can be minimal or can be enormous. But we also have to Recover from one huge trauma that is the awakening. Do you realize that that was a traumatic event in your life? Because in order to be honest, in order to be authentic, we have to admit to ourselves and to everybody else that your awakening costs a lot to the human being. The spirit, the soul, creating that awakening within its human experience has accepted that in this journey, this time around, they will allow to receive a huge kick somewhere where it hurts before ever envisioning any kind of stability, any kind of comfort, any kind of joy again and it's like an earthquake it's a huge earthquake that destroys everything that is going on in your personal life and then there are smaller earthquakes that come one after another we don't know when we don't know how intense they will be. We just know that there will be. Sometimes we don't know that there will be. And we relax in ourselves thinking, okay, the earthquake is over. But then another one comes and another one comes. And for for the human, for the human mind, for the human energy, the human emotional body, this is very painful, very traumatic. A real earthquake is very traumatic in itself. But this type of earthquake is even more shattering because it's not earth shattering, it's human shattering. It shatters a lot of things inside. And either you were um, abused in a way or another before that, it doesn't really matter anymore. Because the intensity of this particular traumatic event is enough to shake you to the core. To make you wish that it would stop already. And so you go forward learning all that there is to to learn about the new state of your being by having hope that maybe the earthquakes, or in this case the body quakes, have stopped. Maybe there is going to be an end to this. And then I will finally be able to be happy or at least somewhat comfortable in my skin. Maybe there is a plan. There is a reason for this. And that's how you turn back to faith. Because faith is the only thing. Allowing you to stay sane in um, an experience that makes you feel insane most of the time. And then you receive signs and the lights turn on and there are a lot of things going on. And then you meet people and they confirm that you're not crazy, that they have been through that as well. And what the heck am I doing here? Well, I don't know, but... What the heck am I doing here? Well, let's do something about that. What can we do? Well, first of all, build a world for ourselves, a world in which we can function, in which we don't feel afraid, in a world in which we can find some modicum of happiness. How do we raise the vibrations? Well, we have to be happy. How can we be happy after everything that has happened? Well, we have no choice and that's what's going on. We have no choice but to be happy because if if we're not happy, there is no point, no motivation to continue. How can you go on? Our fuel is our happiness. We aim to be happy. We started this to be happy. We are doing this to be happy. We feed ourselves with happiness. When you're puking your guts out because you cannot stand yourself, And you cannot stand the world around you. There's nothing else but a little bit of happiness here and there. That that can feed you because you cannot stomach anything else. But just a little bit of remembrance that you used to enjoy music way back when. Before all this shift happened. And you go back to music. You go back to reading books. You go back to... um, doing art, you go back to remembering what you used to love as a child and you also create new things starting from there, new connections. You actually realize that you can actually connect to people in deep meaningful ways but wait a second there's another challenge. Everybody else is just as messed up as you are. A little bit more, a little bit less but they are still very much messed up as you are. And so you're messed up in a way, they're messed up in another way, but yeah, we don't want to go crazy together and lose our marbles because that's not where we want to go and we find out that we need to have boundaries and we find out that we need to have some um, modicum of, of, of freedom and flexibility and... We have to give up everything that we learned about human interactions, besides good manners, um, which is very important. Is something that was actually left for us to use. Good manners, um, being decent, learning again how to listen, because we used to know how to listen but we forgot because we didn't have time in 3D to listen to other people, so we had to condense time in order to do other things, and so we we spoke at the same time and tried to understand each other or not um, by communicating in that way, which was terrible. And now, funny enough, we find someone from time to time that we just look in, in into their eyes and feel exactly what needs to be said without even saying the words. And it's beautiful. Because from that perspective, from that point of view, in that connection, there cannot be any kind of fight. Any kind of struggle, any kind of disrespect, any kind of injury or fault or anything like that because there are no words and it comes from the heart it comes from the soul and you know from just that look a whole lot of things it's a whole communication a very long lasting communication that keeps resonating with you for a very very long time if not for the rest of your life one huge conversation in the span of of a blink of an eye. That's how deep it goes. But in order to arrive to that, you have to learn how to function in this society with this new data. And people do not realize much of anything. You do realize that it's not very important um, to know everything that they're coming up with. For the collective, it's not very, very important to try to start this evolution, by tapping into anything and everything that uh, you may conjure from the universe. I think that the most important things that we have to figure out first and foremost is how to be happy together, because only together and only through a strong collective emotion we can change something. And... 3D has proven us that already, ironically. Because in 3D, if there is no emotion, there is no change. You don't believe that? Well, look for people who go out demonstrating. If there are peaceful demonstrators in the streets, they just go and people ignore them oh yeah, there are a bunch of people that are just there to to say, to complain about this or that. They would like to change this or that. But when the spirit, the collective spirit gets infl- uh, inflammated, it gets burning at um a stronger um, capacity, that's when things get interesting. That's when things are pushed towards change because the collective has spoken in such a magnificent way in togetherness, in light, in co-creation. But why do we have to, for example, go through a tragedy in order for people to come together and react together focusing on that particular thing? in order to create a change and achieve their uh, their goal? Why do we have to, to have a, a human tragedy, for example, in order for people to go out in the street and, and speak loud enough and show spirit enough for the others to know that you are not joking around? it's only through that collective emotion when people get tuned in to a certain tone dial yeah when they 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 connect at on the same wavelength emotionally not only mentally not only physically but also emotionally that's when things happen that's how revolutions start This is how you change things when you demonstrate. This is how you make people who have been ignoring you not ignore you anymore. It's not by destroying things around. It's by showing that spirit. Because when people come together... Woo! Hold on. Hold on. So it's very important... The emotion and the strength of spirit, that's what changes things. In 3D, in 4D, in 5D, in whatever D you want. And we can go to E, to F, to Z, to whatever. It's not about these words and all these expressions and... Um, all the new labels that are put on, on things that shouldn't have labels or that already have names. So... Why do we change one thing for the other? Just to sound poetic, I don't feel like that's necessary. To say I don't resonate with that. You can say I don't agree. It's not my thing. Nah, I don't like it. Yeah, of course, it's it's words. Because if you change, you know, the, the language, you will have... Other words to say other things and the resonance of the translated word is different in sound so all that BS about um, the word games that uh, English speakers do in order to create some kind of powerful meaning that will impact the subconscious of the collective is just that manipulation A 3D method of appealing to the others. Subliminal manipulation. To get people to do what you think the program should be like, not what the other 3D really, really bad program does to them. It's the same thing, you're still doing something to people. And they don't understand, they don't get it they do not get that they are still manipulating people by repeating the same words over and over again. How do you get people to remember the song um, and the words from commercials? Do you think that people are very interested in commercials? No, they're not. But having to listen to that over and over again, you will know that da-da-da-da-da-da-da with a bunch of words means that that's a commercial for I don't know what product. Because it sticks to your brain, you don't have to listen to it many times. The subconscious already knows it from the first go, and the conscious—well, it may take a little time, but after a few, for a few, three, four listenings to of that uh, particular commercial, it gets stuck. Do you want to remember that? No, but there, it is done so that you remember to pay more attention to the product that they are selling choose that product over a similar product that may be cheaper better even so they are doing the same they are using the same technique only to manipulate you into doing something oh wake up wake up wake up well (laughs) it's not up to you dear darling if this or that person wakes up it's only their soul only their soul decides if they're going to wake up when they're going to wake up how they're going to wake up Nobody can do that for you. Nobody can open your third eye. Nobody can do anything to you unless your soul wants to. And there's no point in charging people for the things that you cannot actually do for them because you are not allowed to do anything for them. Unless their soul has that in, in the works. And that's another story for another time because we already spoke about that. But the main focus here is that there is a lot of stuff that we don't know. And there's no point in saying there is a lot of stuff that we don't remember. Yeah, supposing that we can ever remember everything and that our mind can even process the remembrance of energetic information. That comes from source. There's not much remembering to do, right? Because remembrance comes from the brain. And there are still people out there who say, step away from your mind. Get out of your head. How are you supposed to remember who you are if you cannot use your head. So if you completely lose your marbles, how are you supposed to remember who you are? To complete the process of remembering between the brackets and becoming the 2.0 version of the 3D human, the upgraded human being. If you step aside from the brain, if you, if you step aside from the mind, you cannot remember, can you? Oh, you can remember in your heart. That's a lot of, of, of stuff because if you don't have a brain... That is functional. You cannot process what you feel. You may feel things like going blindly into something, but that is why we need oneness and alignment within so that the mind and the heart, the mind and the soul connect to each other communicate with each other and all that is felt inside goes to the brain sending a coherent message that the brain can understand and that the human can function and make decisions according to the heart brain highway if there is a blockage uh, on that highway the decisions will not be for the greatest good So we will stumble and fall and live and learn and go in circles round and round until something gives. It's either the body giving up because it cannot stand this game anymore or finally the highway gets repaired and everything can circulate perfectly. And that is called the flow. So, yeah, until the next time, keep it real, guys, and make it count.
1: on sale again, see the mice in their million hordes, from Ibiza to the north abroad, who pretend you is out of bounds, to my mother, my dog and clowns.